Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope. Never Ever Give Up Hope is a show about people who have done that, who have done just that. No matter the circumstances, no matter the trauma, they have chosen never to give up, no matter what, and to push forward. Many of my guests have survived incredible circumstances that no human should have to endure, and yet they have, and they've come out the other side. Some have survived extreme poverty, or abuse, or disease, or serious depression, or um, loss of business, terrible financial issues, uh, suicide attempts, severe illnesses, any number of things, family issues. We live in a world that has problems and none of us are immune to it. And yet there are people who have gone through extreme circumstances, have come out the other side, and what I have found with each and every one of my guests is they now want to help someone else. Because they've been there, they want to help someone else. So not only are they good stories, but they also are ways to help someone else and that is so appreciated and I appreciate my guests for that. I also appreciate my listeners because if we didn't have listeners we wouldn't have a show. Never Ever Give Up Hope is now in over 140 countries and that too tells me that people all over this globe are looking for hope. They're looking for solutions. They're looking for something better than what they have right now. Lawrence Berger is a self-made entrepreneur who has survived eight car accidents. You know, I survived a lot too, and I don't think you and I should be in a car together. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he has survived eight car accidents and seven suicide attempts. Now that opens a whole thing that we're going to be talking about. And I'm sure that that has raised some eyebrows in the listening audience. But Despite the trauma, Larry has been able to change his focus and his life. He is a motivational speaker. That's quite a step to come from a serious depression to being a motivational speaker. He's the author of eight books. He has five feature-length movies, two shorts, and he wrote and sold a TV pilot. He went from severely depressed to being a mentor, mentor, a speaker, an author, a playwright, and a nationally renowned poet. 
He has taught multiple educational seminars, sharing his secrets from a 30-year sales career, and his self-help guide is used as college text, and he has also written nine poetry books. So, wow! He has done a lot, and I am so glad that he is with us today to share on many different levels. So, welcome, Larry. Now, is it Larry or Lawrence you prefer? Uh, Larry. Okay, Larry. Well, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. So, let's start because there's so much we want to cover here. Let's start a little bit in the beginning of two points to this question. One, what brought you to the place of severe depression? And was this part and parcel to the career that you had before you became a writer? Well, what brought me to the... I've been depressed for most of my life. I've had a lot of uh, family issues and my first suicide attempt was when I was six years old. Wow. Uh, my first car accident was when I was eight years old. So, and I wound up in the hospital for three weeks and I was severely depressed for a long time, a lot of years, but I was able to follow in my family footsteps. My grandfather was a master baker my father sold candy, so I became a chef. Oh, okay. And uh, I did fairly well. I went through chef school in Los Angeles, California, spent 20 years there, and got to the point where I was chef de gamache. That's the third in command of the kitchen for the Bellagio Hotels. And... Uh, I was once in a position to serve a meal to Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson. Awesome. And then I got hit by another car and smashed my left knee and had to leave the kitchen. Oh, my goodness. So I had to figure out what else I could do. I could talk. So I got back into sales, started doing telephone sales. Did fairly well with that. Wound up in an oil and gas brokerage firm. And did fairly well. Lost my position as a broker and had to go back to qualifying. Got very depressed. Wound up in the mental hospital ward of County USC. Came back to Rochester and spent a year in the hospital where I wrote my first book. So uh, what I'm hearing you saying is that it doesn't matter where you are in life. You can be depressed, whether things are going your way or not. And even as a young child, that is just absolutely bizarre. Do you feel that your depression was warranted, or was it just a, a, a mental condition? A little bit of both. Okay. Do you want to expound on that a little bit to share from an... Well, people's perspective okay a little bit of both um, I was in some tough family issues uh, I'm a second generation survivor my parent, grandparents came out of the Holocaust so there was a lot of very strict rules a lot of very uh, strict emotions a lot of very strict uh, what you could say what you couldn't say right 
and uh, I had a hard time with that. Okay. And, uh, due to some of the car accidents, I have some physical damage to my skull, and I I'm also bipolar, so. So you came by it naturally, and yep, <laughs> and, and environmentally. Are you still in that position where you have to struggle with it? Because this is something that we're going to address as well. Or is or have well, yeah, you feel like an I'm overcomer? I'm I'm definitely struggling with it. Okay, so that's why people need to listen up to what you have to share and how to get through it, even when you're struggling. Okay. Now, your suicide attempts, why do you personally think that they were not successful? Do you think that there was someone watching over you, per se, or do you feel that you weren't trying hard enough or that someone, um, you know, came to your rescue? Like, that's that's a lot I, of times. I always found someone to, t- to talk me down. Okay. Okay. Once I had the knife in my hands, I could find I could make the call and find someone to talk me down. But I had to have the knife in my hands ready to slash my list or slash my throat to get to the point where I said, wait a minute, I need to stop this. Okay. And how did they help you when you were hospitalized? Like, was it medication? Medication, I was... I spent some time in restraints. I was able to talk to uh, some people who uh, and get a lo- out a lot of my feelings and uh, I was able to actually talk about it to somebody and I couldn't do that at home. Okay, okay. Now and I had a lot of problems with it because one of my relatives happened to be a famous child psychologist and my parents wouldn't believe anybody but him. So despite all the doctors I went to, it wasn't until I became an adult that I actually got any real treatment. Okay, okay. So let's go to, let's look at the solution then. So what are the, what are the upsides of the solutions that you, you know, that, that were offered you? How did they help you? What can they do? What can you do to help others in this regard? Well, I, I'm a mentor for a lot of people. I help others by using my example and helping them through their own. I listen. I have what I call a 3 o'clock in the morning list where I'm available to the people I mentor at 3 o'clock in the morning if they need to call me because I've had people that were available to me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right, right. When I needed to call them so it's payback and I've been able to uh, get some laugh therapy and uh, I'm doing pretty good now what to at what point did you realize that it didn't need to be over I like the way you said that in your bio that you became to a place where you realized it didn't need to be over what was the pivotal point there when I had to give up my business for this last day, it w- I was given a choice by my doctors. Give up the business and take some time off and get some rest and get some treatment or wind up in a nursing home for the rest of your life. When I went to go through that, I never expected to win in court. I had to take them to court to remain out of the nursing home, but I never expected to win. And then I won. 
I'm not I'm out free able to do this interview with you. That's when I realized it wasn't over that I could do what I could do to help myself and help other people. And how have you been able to help people? Well, I've helped several people by my workshops and examples get through their own problems and get through their own situation. I've helped provide an example of what you can do to avoid uh, essentially dying by getting into some uh, something you enjoy, something you can do to get your life going again. I've had to pivot several times. I went from being a chef to being a salesman to being a writer uh, to being a speaker to mentoring people to actually getting my peer certification to help people professionally to all kinds of stuff. It's never over. Okay. There's always something you can do. That's why that's good. I like that. Now tell us a little bit about your workshops. Workshops. Are they one on one or are they in speaking situations? While they're in speaking situations I have mostly as classes of five to twelve. But I'm open to doing bigger stadiums <laughs> and stuff and it's basically a motivational training class like you would see uh, done by Les Brown or Tony Robbins or uh, maybe Mary Morrissey but my version it's based on my experience based on what I do it's totally original material it's okay well give us some examples well uh the best one I have right now is the three cures for the 800 pound phone syndrome. People have a lot of time trouble picking up the phone and making calls. Like cold I was calling, you mean? Huh? Cold calling, you mean like for sales? Cold calling, yes. Okay. Cold calling, calling their doctors, calling, oh, calling okay. for help. Uh, so I, I've developed, I had a lot of trouble picking up the phone too, so I came up with three ways to help myself, and now I teach those ways to other people. So can you give us one? Uh, sure. Make your phone your friend. I have a 21-day process to actually give the phone a name and make it a friend. <laughs> okay. So in other words, don't be afraid of it. Yeah. All right. And um, what about something else in your workshop? Give us another example. Uh, another example would be tracking. Uh, in, in telesales, the best way to reach your clients is to make notes. How many calls does it take to make uh, a deal? If it takes you 50 calls, don't give up on the first call. Okay. Good point. <laughs> you got to know. <laughs> Good point. Now, you've written several books, and yes. what types of books are these? I've written a self-help guide, nine poetry books, and I'm currently working on a collaborative self-help book. And your poetry books, what kind of poetry? I'm an instant poet. So explain what that is. I, I, you give me a title, I give you a poem within 30 seconds or less. All right. I give you a title and you give me a poem. Let's yeah. see. Okay, let's do the show's title in a poem. Never Ever Give Up Hope. Never ever give up hope. Life 
changes with levels of understanding. Sometimes we find ourselves in desperate situations. Words fail. Ideas fail. Hope never fails. Hope is a raft on the great ocean taking you where you will never find harm and sometimes we feel that this is a good thing. My word, no wonder you're a writer. That's that's, <laughs> that's incredible. So uh, now that's your your books. What about your yeah. movies? Well, um, let's see. One's uh, based on a family history. Uh, it's, it's literally the story of how my uh, aunt, Penny and Uncle Saul met and uh, got, where she got him saved out of Auschwitz. And uh, that's one of them. Okay. Another one's a Bollywood story based on the Indian Hindu gods. Uh, another one is a sci-fi based superhero and another one is a guy with the junkie car so have these all uh, have these gone to the screen yet they're still in production wonderful so that must be exciting yeah and your shorts are they educational shorts um fairly educational. They're, one's a action-adventure, the other's a... the other's the guy with the junky car re, as a, original. Okay. And you're, you also said that you um, wrote and sold a TV pilot. Is this... In, yes. And this is in production as well? No, that one's sold. Okay. Uh, we sold the pilot and... Uh, Never heard back from the producers. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. What was, no, it, so what was had, it about? It was a Charlie's Angels spinoff. Oh, all right. Uh, and I well, don't know if I told you this, but I'm also a laugher. Yeah, tell me about that. Tell me what a laugher is. Well, a laugher is somebody who laughs at jokes for comics and uh, gets them better gigs because they're funny. Oh, my goodness. Explain what that's involved. Well, I've got a comic friend I met in L.A. from the Poetry Circuit. He's, a, he's been in comedy for a lot of years. And we started going through his material. What I laugh at, he, throw, he keeps everything else he throws away. And it's worked well for him. So we've been doing it for about 20 years now. So you just do it like it's a one-on-one? Over the phone, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I want that job. <laughs> So what else would you like to, to talk about, Larry? What else would you like to share? What part of your story or what kind of encouragement would you like to give? What would you well, like to I'd talk li- about? I'd like to talk about a little bit about why I'm doing this interview. Okay. I, I wanted to share with people that you never give up hope. I wanted to share with people why I never stopped. Despite over a thousand suicide attempts, I've never stopped. I've had difficulty in my life where I've wanted to stop. I've been done. You know, that's it. Stop the planet. I want to get off. You know. But 
it's always been i because I've thought I've I no longer had any value. To this. I never gave up hope, but I never had anything more I could do. Okay. Then I found something more I could do. So there's always something more you can do. If I have any message, that's it. There's always something more you can do. I've got a friend who uh, had a traumatic brain injury, and he's uh, now a professional speaker. I've got another friend who used to help people write resumes and get jobs for people with uh, all kinds of disabilities, people in wheelchairs, people who are blind and whatnot. Now she's had like 300 strokes, and I've been helping her through her uh, depression because she can still do stuff. I'm just amazed that I'm still able to continue this journey, and I'm having fun. I think that's key right there. You know, not only are you a survivor, but you're enjoying the ride. Yeah. And no matter... Every, every life has, you know, its highs and its lows. And so you take them in stride because that's what mm-hmm. life is. It is right. highs and lows. So right. that's, that. appreciate that. Now, um, how do people find things to laugh about? If oh, you can laugh about anything. <laughs> well, you know what, I mean, let's get more specific because... There are people who are so depressed. I mean, you—is this how you brought yourself out as well? Like, do you do you find things to laugh about? Do you watch funny movies? Do you read stories? Do you, what do you do specifically when you're really in the pits? I usually write about it. Okay. I usually give it a title and make up a poem. And do you do that as therapy then? Yes. I think a lot of people do that. That would you call that journaling? I don't write them down. Okay, okay. I I use it to get it out in the moment. Okay. And then it's gone. I use the Instagram method that my friend Lab taught me. He's the founder of the Instagram Foundation. Is there an instant? Then it's gone. Say that again. My friend Lab is the founder of the Instagon Foundation. He what does is- showcases and movie and music events that are there an instant and then gone. He calls it the Instagon Foundation. Oh, really? Yeah. Never heard of that before. And where is where is that? He's based in Northern California. No, but I mean, is that is that online or? He's online. He has a Facebook page. And if you just Google Instagon Foundation, you should be able to find it. Very interesting. Okay, so what's what's in the future for you? Well, right now I'm I've got a workshop going on for the summer. I've got a workshop series. I'm still working on a couple of the movies, and I'm looking to get speaking engagements. Okay. And for motivational purposes, I assume. Yep, yep. Okay. Anything else you want to to share, or do you want to do you have something you would like to say in closing, as far as capsulizing what you've already said? Never give up hope, and thank you for 
having me on the program. Well, thank you. I mean, you are a man that has many talents. That is obvious. And the message that I'm hearing is many-fold in that no matter how talented you are or how busy you are, you can still have times when life just doesn't seem worth living. And we really need to recognize that in others. Would you not agree when people are, are in those places and become a mentor, whether it's an instant or to direct them someplace where they can get help? Absolutely. And also to to be there for them because we all need somebody. And Absolutely. I appreciate that, you know, you did tap into that. And I think a lot of times I think you would agree with me that fear of approaching somebody will stop us from doing what we know we should do. When you get to that point, you cannot be afraid. You know, approaching people is what saved my life. Uh, I can't stress enough. you got to be able to get to, when you get to that point you got to reach out and how do you do that you lose you lose everything else when you get to that point everything else goes away you just got and you got to find somebody or something that you can hold on to like the title of the show you never give up hope so you got to hold on to something that you can have hope in okay that's good even if it's only a thread, because what happens is when you hang on to something, it will grow, right? Right. And bring laughter in. Uh, find somebody who, who I think, associate with people that are people that you would want to mentor you too, correct? I mean, don't Definitely. hang out with a bunch of people who live negative lives and are angry all the time. and. <laughs> Right. You know, you want to find somebody who can who can make you laugh. And that doesn't mean that we have to go around whining about our problems. But right. we are giving positive input. So we Absolutely. want to be able to give that positive input to people. And is that what you're saying as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's excellent. So we will... Are we going to be looking for your movies or your books or... What, sure. Where can we find you? Well, Instant Poetry Just Edwards is my seminal book, and it's available at Barnes and Noble, Amazon, anywhere books are sold. You can get a copy. It's published by iUniverse, and uh, it's available for the price of eight ninety five plus shipping. Well, thank you, Larry. There, you certainly have given us many things to think about. And again, I know I've said this two or three times already this, this show, but don't let go. Just hang on to that thread of hope. I think that is the basic message that you're, that you're giving us. I mean, look at you. Look what you have accomplished in spite of all the trauma. So something good can come out of something bad. It's a matter of never, ever giving up. Yeah. So thank you again, Larry, and all the best to you, and we will probably be talking me. to you again. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Never, Ever Give Up Hope, featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. 
Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.